Are you ready? Are you ready? I think so. Are you ready? Let's go. Because <laughs> this is Sunday. <laughs> oh, shit. And Sunday means... <laughs> It's time for the wrestling podcast from the iCast Network. Featuring your podcast hosts, Jokey in My Pants, Tully the Walker James, with special guest, Crystal Nightmares. It's going to be a wild ride. Tully, James, why don't you tell us what is the name of this show? So, this is... This is Kayfabe Carney, uh, Carney's? Kayfabe Carney's. And, uh, it's just a, uh, wrestling podcast where we sit down and I, a professional wrestling fan for most of my life, and you, someone who, uh, I guess has a little bit of, uh, interest in wrestling when you were younger, but you kind of not into it as much now. Um, sit down, review some matches, and sometimes, uh, our pal Crystal Nightmares, who, unfortunately, very recently had her voice stolen by a witch. That's right, she had her voice stolen by a witch, and it was, it was crazy, you know, they, she was, she was in the drive-thru to Starbucks, and, and she cut some lady off, and, like, next thing she knew, she couldn't talk, and she was told she could only talk about wrestling, and that's... Not usually a topic of discussion, so... It's unfortunate for her, because she doesn't usually watch wrestling, but fortunately for us, <laughs> it works out. Um, did you know that these two matches that we're going to sit here and watch today are almost 20 years apart, and I didn't realize how similar they were until I actually sat down and watched them back to back. It's it's almost embarrassing because you watch a lot of new wrestling and you think it's really good and then you compare it to old wrestling and you're like, oh it's the same thing. But like just different dudes. Yeah, yeah. It's I realize that watching them as well. They're they're very much like they're just the same exact thing. Like there's a couple moments in uh the second his match. Back. His back crystal. His back. his back. It's his back. His back. You know that injury that he had on his back where he broke it and he was out for five years? You mean when he slammed his hip into the side of the ring? No, it was a casket actually. Ooh, this is fun. Okay, so a little quick history lesson. Um, Shawn Michaels, who is in the first match we're going to talk about, the first match we're going to talk about is, uh, it's honestly, I consider it a wrestling classic. It's, uh, very near and dear to my heart. It's WrestleMania 21, uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. And, um, this is actually the first time they had ever fought in singles competition with each other. Um, the story coming up to that was, uh pretty cool how they how they did the storyline for that they met in the royal rumble which back when this was taking place um in the early 2000s early mid 2000s uh wwe had a brand split so there was raw and smackdown and 
I mean, it went down to the writers. They had completely different writers on each show. They had different head writers. Uh, Vince McMahon, um, who we will probably talk about a lot on this show. Yeah, he's a, and he's a character. Not in a good way, unfortunately, most of the time. Um, he liked the idea of competition. His idea was competition breeds um, money. Because he had just recently come off buying WCW in the Monday Night Wars. Mm, okay. And um, that's where you saw on SmackDown they brought in the old WCW championship. Um, they eventually brought in Eric Bischoff, who was the head of East or WCW for a while, um, to be the manager of Raw. Um, but what are you doing, buddy? Apparently, we still got some things we got to figure out, but that's fine. Um, anyways, history lesson. Shawn Michaels uh, legitimately broke his back uh, during a casket match with my favorite wrestler, The Undertaker, back in 1997? 96 or 97. Um, a match in which he won, uh, but... For a while after that, he was having issues with, uh, real-life issues with drugs, um, in and out of rehabilitation, and eventually they had him drop the title to Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14, um, so he could go home, and he took a couple years off. He'd come back for, like, cameos every now and again, he'd special guest refereeing matches, and he was a special commissioner for a while, but other than that, he was gone for a while. But yeah, his back... That was a legitimate injury, but yeah, it's it's professional wrestling. They they really they milk the shit out of that stuff. Like when Brock Lesnar had diverticulitis, oof, they milked. He came back from diverticulitis. It's deadly. Like no, I mean it's the twenty first century. There's medicine for that stuff. It's fine. He's fine. He's been running his own farm for decades now. He's fine. Anyways, this first match, what'd you think about it? <laughs> so, I think the, the uh, first off, Kurt Angle has some of the tiniest nipples I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Let me start there. And he went out of his way to keep showing them over yes. and over and over again. Yeah, there was a point in the match where he put his shit back on just to take it off again. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. It's It was right towards the end. He was getting frustrated that, that Michaels wouldn't just tap out. And you just see this... Like, just over-exaggerated, putting your straps on, and then immediately ripping them off again and, like, hulking out before trying to finish them off. And I'm like, what was the point of the taking a minute to put well, them up to just immediately rip them off again and get... Did, did you not hear Jim Ross? He said he was rededicating himself to the match at that point. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the color commentators are there for. They're there to tell the story. My man was rededicating himself to that match. <laughs> he was rededicating something. You seem very upset, Joe Camp. <laughs> I just, I can't with... That's like the equivalent of Hulk Hogan hulking up back in the 80s. Just like... It was. <laughs> um, also, 
This is another point where they, they, they like, flip off the ring onto the table. And they're there for a while. Yeah. She was quick to point out, uh, Crystal here, when we watched it, uh, Crystal Nightmares, um, she, uh, Notice the the way the consistency of it and went. That's not that. No, he didn't know. Because I was like, do you think he got hit? Because like I know he got smacked in the mouth a couple times. He was like, do you think he like busted up his lip? And then she's looking at it. She's like, Nah, that's no, not real blood. That's not real. It's not real, dog. <laughs> so here's the thing. It it was real blood. He did uh, get smacked in the mouth, but he had like the tiniest cut like when you're brushing your teeth mm-hmm. and you and just a little bit of blood so fucking quick. just that little bit of blood and he i guess kurt angle said in an interview that like he felt the blood he could taste it and so he started like letting the spit and shit fill up in his mouth so he could dribble it so it looked more like violent than it was yeah, no. And barely it, hit him in the face. At that barely point at all. Fucking hit like Well, if you saw there was there was one point and you know, I agree, but there was one point where Michaels came off the top rope, did that backflip off the top rope. Yeah. And yeah. his knees caught Angle right in the mouth. If you saw that, that was because Michaels has like big ass metal knee braces under his pants. That's why he doesn't wear I forgot the, he has those. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't wear the tight pants anymore because he wears them big knee braces now. So, but yeah, that's legit. There's no, at that point in time, we were entering, it was the Ruthless Aggression era, but we were slowly uh, making our way into the PG era, and um, our boy Vinny Mac uh, wasn't a fan of blading or blood, um, because he was trying to bring in younger kids, and uh, sponsors don't like blood either. Especially, like, if you're watching a match, which this actually happened at an AEW event. AEW is a WWE uh, yeah, I remember. rival. Uh, they were, it was a pay-per-view. They were, it was like a death match, like a barbed wire death match or something. Uh-huh. And there was blood all over the place in this match. And it was right after the dude had been busted open. He bladed. It was like a real deep blade. Mm. There was blood all over the place, and they immediately cut to a fucking pizza sauce commercial. <laughs> and no, here's the best part. They're actually like the the sponsor came out and like publicly denounced on Twitter. They were like, "We weren't a fan of that," and AEW was all like, "Yeah, we're sorry." <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> enjoy DiGiorno's new pizza. <laughs> Bringing the home delivery to you. It's not delivery. It's, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. <laughs> we are not sponsored. We are not a fan of what that was. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, back to this brutal bloodbath of a match. Um, but yeah, so that was that was legit blood. It wasn't a lot, but it was legit blood. Did you like the spot where, like, he was going to try to, I guess, suplex him off of the ring outside? Like, as a kid, I was watching that, and I was all like, whoa, what's going to happen? As an adult, I'm like, there's no fucking way they would ever let anyone do that, ever. No. <laughs> it's not, it's just not going to happen. It's not, you can suspend your disbelief only so much as an adult. 
and you look at that spot and you're like, that man broke his back. You really think he's going to let another man just, like, throw him onto a concrete floor with some fucking gym mats on it? No thanks. Yeah, she did a, uh, uh, Nightmares had a, she made me, like, rewind it, because she's like, he did not hit his back. Give me, fucking rewind oh, it. Oh, with she the went, post? Yeah, she went nuts leg. about this. No, it she's, so And she's stupid. like, that's not his back. And they're like, oh, he got his back. Michaels <laughs> is down with his back. And she's like, rewind it's that. Like his rewind that. He's sitting on the floor, like, oh, it hurts. No, it fucking doesn't. No, it doesn't. We're like watching him, like, man, your ass is like clearly away from the post. Your leg hit it, it's like, mid thigh, dude. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but as a kid, you eat that shit up. As a kid, I would have eaten that up, but seeing it as an adult, I'm like, oh, buddy, oh, buddy, that's a bad, bad miss, bad miss, <laughs> bad miss. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> like, if you hit him in the ass cheek, I could be like, yeah, he probably hurt his hip, but like, you hit him in the leg. Like, there's yeah, nothing to even go on for what you're saying. To be fair, though... That's... Oof, buddy. Shawn that's Michaels a is really good at selling that shit. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that, but Shawn Michaels is a really good sell. And when I say a really good sell, I mean he makes it look as dramatic as fuck. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, your foot. Absolutely. Only, I'm not trying to put footsie over here. Oh, we got some romance happening behind the rings here. There's not much legroom under this desk, dog. We need to upgrade this desk. <laughs> yeah, you know... FW one our studio burning down really fucked over everything with yeah. uh, property wise. Uh, <laughs> just we're recording this in a camper. A wrestling podcast in a camper. How about that? You know, it was a spot that worked for the moment and uh I felt and, and I mean it's fitting because wrestling started with with uh Carnies. Carnies, so it was like yeah. they would have been in something similar to live. So like I don't know. As a pilot, I think it works. Wrestling so Professional wrestling, actually, when it started in the carnivals, it was not fake in the sense that it is now. It was still... Oh, like, no, it was people, like, heavily, like, it was carnival. You were betting that you could beat this dude, and this dude wasn't, like, he was going to let you think you were going to win, and then he turns around and whoops your ass, like, mm -hmm. and that was his job. And nowadays, if you do that, it's called stretching someone. Yeah. So, so interesting. Still, still some old terms that st uh, that uh, stick around. Stretching someone, kayfabe. Uh, kayfabe's a kayfabe. solid term. Kayfabe. A lot of people say it's dead. So anyway, and then there's also the uh, the ankle lock that Kurt Angle does. I forgot that's his special move. And she's she's watching this, going, "The fuck is he doing?" And I'm like, "Got him in an ankle lock." She's like, "He's just How holding his foot in place." Like yeah, he's he's just holding his foot in place. How is? And she's like watching him turn. She's like, "He's he's 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 letting him move around. Like he's not really locking it. What is he? Your foot stretches that way. Like he's not even pushing on it. He's just kind." Of, I literally grab my foot, and I'm like, it, it turns I'm sitting there, like and I'm like, that. it's, it's I, the showmanship of it. I don't understand. Like, as a child, I ate that shit up. I was like, oh, man, he's got him an ankle. I'm going to break his, his fucking ankle. ankle. <laughs> and they really <laughs> sell it in commentary. They're like, they're gonna, he's going to break his ankle. They're going to give it any moment. Michael's kind of can't get to the side of the ring. He's going down. <laughs> I'm like, I, you got to say God like, damn, guys. <laughs> the, 
the way they sell it, like, Jim Ross is gonna go down in history. The dude with, like, the slur, because he has Bell's palsy. Oh. Yeah, so, like, he's got legit Bell's palsy, and they, in good old Vince McMahon fashion, when he had his first major attack, he came back and they, like, wrote a story about it, and how these fans hate me because I'm ugly, and, and, like, Jim Ross had to go out on live television and say that stuff. Like, yeah. But oh, damn, he's he's gonna go down. I feel as like one of the best commentators. You'd history. have to because like he he was the selling point for like a younger fan. Like, oh god, it broke him in half. <laughs> <laughs> this god is my witness. He killed him. <laughs> when they when they when they went for that table and they like smashed on it. They're like sitting there, and it's just like he kept repeating. He's like, "And the reinforcements yeah, steal. Aren't they, Jim? The reinforcements. Why don't we talk about the table? The reinforcements. We just saw two grown men body slam into this table. They are reinforced with and, steel." And, and he's like knocking on the table. And and I'm the like, Jesus is, Christ! The camera is like. You can see the underneath of it. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just wood. It's just a breakable wood in a foam pad. Like, there's nothing on. there. It's reinforced. <laughs> like, oh. no, there was no one at that table commentating specifically because we were going to smash that shit. And I'm pretty sure in the next match that table does end up getting broken. <laughs> Not in the one it was supposed to, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. There's, there's things like that. It had me laughing because I'm just like, man, as a kid, I ate this shit up. And, like, I'm seeing it now, and I'm just... It's the commentators who really try to sell it for you, but, like... As you've said, suspension of disbelief is only going to go post so far, and, like... Some of the things you guys are trying to pull off in this match, it's not lining up correctly. The the showmanship is there. It's just you're not executing some of the other things right. Yeah. I another thing I I but the but but the overall spectacle of it, I can see why that one's like a, a hall of famer. Well, yeah. I mean, like because they go over, they both went over the top for no reason at point at points, just over the top. Just cause. <laughs> exactly. They started the match. Michael slapped the dude, and just blatantly just. Smacked him right in the face. Like, <laughs> you didn't have to start that way. Bald bitch. <laughs> you know Going down! <laughs> Rips off his fucking straps. Look at my tiny nipples. You know, I'm gonna choke you out with them. You know what's funny? They really... The match really didn't pick up until, like... The very end. For it, most, that was what. That's one thing about that. Yeah, 10, 15 headlock. minutes is a headlock of Michael's on angle, and I'm like, what is this headlock he has him in, and why isn't he getting out? How about them short arm scissors, though? Kind of fucking wrestling moves of short arm scissors. My man Angle laying there doing nothing with his legs. <laughs> like, it was, it was entertaining. I'll give it that. It was entertaining. <sighs> The second match. Yes. Was. Before we get into the second match. Yes. I want to remind everyone. <laughs> we also have other shows. Oh, yeah. We have. <laughs> we have. Oh, yeah. No, dude. <laughs> these shows are sick. I started listening to them at, like, my full-time job. And they're, they're fucking awesome. <laughs> 
you have uh, what an odd cast we do them every monday and it's completely different there's four of us that do that show sometimes five it all depends on who's actually coming and doing what sometimes people interchange but i'm usually i'm a main host i'm always there we also got CLT Sandwich, and we got the worst nostalgia trip ever taken. Go find all of them. Enjoy them. Uh, give give everything a listen to your show support there. And this is a new show that, you know, we're working on. We, you know, we got things moving. Smoke breaks are the best here at the Oddcast Network. So. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we, uh. <clears throat> We so, should talk about how I thought CLT was chicken lettuce tomato. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, so I was scrolling through. <laughs> I get, I get your, uh, your podcast. I stream them on Spoofy, and uh, I actually have a shirt that says Spoofy. It's fantastic. Spotify logo, green Spoofy letters. It's fantastic. Um, but. I was scrolling through your your network, the Oddcast network, because conveniently it's all <coughs> bless you. Thank you. It's all right there, like on Spotify. Um, again, not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored, but I will take sponsorship for what I will take. Yes. I will take. I will take sponsorship. Um, <laughs> I'll suck your dick. <laughs> hey man, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. <laughs> um, all right, back so- on track. I saw uh, CLT, and then something about it being disgusting, and I immediately thought of a chicken lettuce tomato sandwich, because my mind was on CLT, that's like BLT, bacon lettuce tomato. Yeah, 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 it happens. So, but CLT is is cryptids, lore, lore, and tall tales, and tall tales, not chicken lettuce tomato. Yes, that's correct. We covered a lot of things, uh... That'll be coming back at some point, too. Anthony took hiatus when the baby was born, and we're getting back into a swing. Nerd. So he's figuring out to uh, get that back in the rotation. Look at me, I'm a dad now, man. Uh, same thing with Mike. Uh, we're South Strip, took a break. They're coming. They're, Mike's figuring out how to come back with that with some stuff. Uh, but that's because Heather was the one who had the baby. So <laughs> sister had the baby, so Mike had to take a break. But they'll be back, too. And that's the, you know. But I've enjoyed them just because the two of them, Heather's... Heather, I love you, but you're a bitch. You don't listen to any of these, so I don't have anything oh, yes. to worry about. She doesn't listen. We all mention this every time. We're this like, we love you, but this is going to be the one bitch. she yeah, is going, going to listen to. She's going to be like, oh, I like wrestling. <laughs> God no. God no. <laughs> that would be a super surprise. Um, but no. So like her with Mike, like the two of them butt heads on opinions. Uh, if there's anything they don't agree with anytime something comes up in one of the shows, like, they will butt heads until <laughs> they Google it. Wow. It's the only way to go. So, like, the, the only way she just... True sibling she rivalries. She avoids it. She just doesn't even... It's like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And then they'll Google it and like, okay, I was wrong. Or she was wrong. Usually she's right. And Mike just Sounds doesn't want to admit right. it. Yeah, Sounds that's how it is with me and all of my sisters ever. <laughs> So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, but anyway, back to this. We're on the second match, which was Cody Rhodes versus some, uh... Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, which... the freaking kept freaking throwing Rollins. It's so... said it so annoying. It's so bad. Seth freaking Rollins! Listen, as a like professional wrestling fan, I fanboy over this stuff, and watching that match, I watched that match live. Like, I 
I bought, I subscribed to Peacock specifically to watch that match at WrestleMania. Well, that and the Roman Reigns match. Uh, there was a Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. It was way better than it had any right being. They have had maybe I'll check that one out. So many matches between the two of them. It's because like, I, li- I like Brock Lesnar from the old days, so I'm I'm curious. He's a monster, dude. Oh yeah. Like he went off to UFC and did his thing, and then when he came he's, back, he's their think, whole thing was like. Yeah, their whole thing it was like this dude beats people up for realsies. So like, what do you think he's gonna do to your professional wrestling fan people? And his whole gimmick when he came back was he beat the shit out of John Cena. John Cena won the match because Super Cena, but also. Oh yeah. No, because Lesnar. Lesnar left on like really bad terms. Um. So when he came back, they had to like. He had to get his, you know what I mean. Um, so he took some. L's. It is who I think it is. Yeah, he took some L's. He took an L to Triple H a couple times. He took an L to Cena, but after that, there was a point. It was absolutely disgusting the way they did this. At the time, as a fan, I hated it. But looking back now, like the way it worked out, it just it couldn't have worked out any other way. I feel. Um, and these are all matches we'll probably watch, so I'll not, I'll not stick on them very long, but, uh, Lesnar started his, like, reign of terror, uh, when he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 to defeat the streak. Kevin Nash is the wrestler that was in The Punisher. I was, what? I, I showed her that scene, uh, yeah, yeah. the one with Thomas Shane, the, the Russian in that movie is played by... I've never by, seen it. Really? I would, that is the, as, as a nerd that I am... That that was the only Punisher that I truly loved that they made before they did the Netflix series because now for me like no one can do it better than um um the guy that plays it in the Netflix series yeah he uh, plays Shane on the Walking yes, Dead yes I'm, exactly I'm drawing a fucking blank about. right now anyway he's a phenomenal actor um. Uh, so no, I can't see anybody but that. But before that, it was Thomas Jane with that movie. Uh, but no, Kevin Nash plays the Russian, and it's great because he Kevin Nash plays the Russian. Yeah, he the he Russian. Talk. Yeah, the Russian Clearly. in the comics is just a big, beefy, unkillable dude that like does dirty work. He that... doesn't talk because if he did talk, you'd realize that he's just some dude from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, he like knocks on the door, and like Frank thinks it's the neighbor, so he like opens it, and then it's just. Kevin Nash in like bleach blonde hair, this red stripe, red white striped shirt, and dude. jeans, and it's just <clears throat> yeah, he's a boom, he's a big dude. <laughs> oh shit! And there's a scene in it. Anthony pointed this out. There's a scene where he gets his butterfly knife and he stabs him in like the shoulder. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Turns out when they were making that scene. He said nothing, but the props guy fucked up, and it was a real knife. <gasps> Thomas Jane didn't know when to do the thing. Stabbed him. Straight up stabbed The Kevin reaction Nash. he has is... Not him at all. Kevin Nash pulls it out. Character. Anthony told me in, like, in, like apparently behind the scenes, that was the real knife. He No fucking reaction. Kept in character. Smiling Zero. at him, and it then was... <laughs> picking him up, and it's like, Jesus Christ, he man got stabbed in the fucking shoulder. Pulled that shit out to ke- and like just kept going. Yeah. Like holy shit! Anyone who says professional wrestlers ain't shit, 
I don't know, man. If you've no, seen some of the shit they've professionally done. cut themselves. They're used to the pain. Well, not just that, but the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seen... Yeah. They get paid to cut themselves. Yeah. They well, get... Let's yeah. be honest, they uh, do. But some of the bumps that these dudes take, like, I don't know, man. Well, like, that's what happened with, uh, uh I mean, Grimdark with, with wrestling, but, um... Not Jericho. Not Chris Jericho. Owen Hart. Eddie Guerrero? No, you're thinking of Owen Hart, dog. Oh, Eddie Guerrero when he, like, bled out during a match? No, no. Because that's a thing. That that, that? that that happened, yes. He was in a match with JBL, and uh, who I am slowly becoming one of the... a huge fan of. Okay. Uh, okay. JBL is... He started out as uh, Bradshaw. Um, he was... Uh, just a big hoss dude from um, Texas. And that was his gimmick. And then he joined the Acolyte Protection Agency with Farouk. Um, he was with them for a while through the 90s and early 2000s until the brand split. And then Farouk moved to Raw and JBL stayed on SmackDown and they repackaged him as a financial guru from New York. Mm-hmm who originally lived in Texas, but he turned his back on Texas to move to the big city, and he enters in this big limo, this big white stretch limo with long ho- Texas Longhorns on the front, and he wears a big white cowboy hat, and it's da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then there's a cow and a cow, but like his music is like, Mah! there's a cow in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, his finisher's the clothesline from hell, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Uh... He just, he runs at the ropes. Sometimes he doesn't even run at the ropes. Sometimes he'll just stand there and hit you with it. Uh, but it's uglier when he runs at the ropes. Because he'll come back, and this just big fucking 350-pound dude sticks his arm out and just stiffs you. Bah! Right across the chest. If you don't sell it, he's going to make you sell it. Like, that's his that's his dig. And... It's disgusting every time, and I absolutely love it. And he was a phenomenal heel. Uh, he was, for those of you who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know, but just in case we have any like people who haven't listened to wrestling listen to this, a heel is a bad guy. Um, a face, or baby face, is a good guy in wrestling. Um, but JBL is a phenomenal heel. Back to the match. Uh, but I, I was, what I was going to bring up real quick is uh, Chris Benoit. That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah. That, like, that's grimdark with wrestling. If you want to talk about people who took too many hits and whatnot. Yeah, he has some, like... If you don't know, which I, I don't know if Andrew knows the Chris Benoit. So... Uh, he, was, he was a professional wrestler at one point. Hold up. I think we should only talk about this one time and then, like, never again. That's fair. Cause this is this is this is really dark. Yeah, it is. Uh, Chris Benoit was a wrestler for a long time, but when wrestling started to, when the whole thing of like we need to be a little more PG, things of that nature, like when things like that started to get implemented, they weren't being as physically aggressive as they were. But he was very addicted to the adrenaline rush you get from really just beating the hell out of things. Or getting the hell beat out. Like, this dude would, like, yeah. he'd take straight chair shots, unprotected chair shots to the head. The whole idea of a chair shot in wrestling is, like, they get their hands up in time to yeah. block it, which yeah. doesn't really do much because you're still, like, ba-bam. 
but protect you more than not getting hit with it. This man would just straight up take the edge of a chair, and the whole point is to like hit him with the flat. Yeah, the chair. yeah, yeah. And like the the edge of the chair hits behind their head; it doesn't even hit them. This man would take edge of the chair. Yeah, to the yeah, head. He would. He would. Uh, but he ended up doing. He get, he got into. There's like a Japanese underground wrestling where it was like basically bare knuckle boxing, and he got into that, and then tried to come back and had some issues. Uh, but it was a very very tragic circumstance that happened with him, and he uh, yeah, just a very bad time for wrestling. And then he also had uh, Eddie Guerrero bleeding out. Like there there was a lot of things that happened in in this era that like not just bleeding out, but like he had an issue with. A severe issue with drugs at that time too. A lot, at all, know. yeah. I was about to say most of them of do. Them. I mean, there's a reason. In that, that era, yeah, a lot. Did, of those I mean, guys well, there's especially a reason drugs. that Randy Savage fucking died driving his car. Like, it wasn't just motorcycle. like, okay, sorry, motorcycle. Yeah. But it's like, it wasn't just because like, oh, he had a heart issue. Like, yeah, I wonder. Let's and, let's talk about the fact that they like drank themselves to sleep and then were like, fuck, I have to be up super early. You guys yeah. got any uppers that I can just... Let's go, let's go, let's get this shit moving. Alright, and give me more beers, because we need to keep this going, going. It's like, there's a reason those guys have fucking health issues. Like, they oh, want to talk shit about... out of their bodies. Well, and think about it, like, as a professional wrestler, if you're if you're touring... Yeah, cause, well, they're, yeah, because they're going night after night after night after night. There's no stop. So, like, Mike was talking to us. There's a podcast he found where they talk about, like, the old history of, like, what was going on behind the scenes. And yeah. Mike's like, yeah, it was literally, like, party, 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 let's do some drugs, let's do a drink, okay, now we gotta go to sleep, we need to be up in two hours. So they wake up, and then it was immediately like, alright, give me some uppers, let's get this shit going, going, it was and like Elvis. going, and like... It was like Elvis. When shit doesn't touring. work, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Elvis. He would get uppers mm-hmm. when he woke up off the plane, his doc would give him uppers so he could go and perform, and then as soon as he got done performing, his doc would give him downers so he could sleep on the way to the next yep. venue. Killed him. And, yeah, literally stopped his heart. Like, and that's... But wrestling has some of the same issues. you need drugs to function, well, that's what's gonna happen. I'm not, I mean, newer wrestling, I don't know how, how far they let them go in that extent. But they in the early have, days, that was how that went. WWE has a very strict, because Vince McMahon had the big drug scandal. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, he has a an extremely strict... Oh, three they strike okay. drug policy like even marijuana you test positive for marijuana three times you're gone he's wow. yeah Vince his whole thing was if I don't even let the little shit in no one can come at me for letting big shit in that's fair that's fair um which I mean I get it you don't he's trying to run a business and those guys' lives are on his hands if they're that's, using those drugs fair. to perform for him. Whether he wants to admit it or not, because there's a big thing where he doesn't... He very verbally and mm-hmm. vocally does not take responsibility for anyone or anything that has happened to professional wrestlers in his quote-unquote care. Um... And Randy Savage, I, I gotta ask you, what's your favorite Randy Savage gimmick? This is a trick question. I don't know about gimmick. I, with Savage, for me, it was always just the way he sold it, man. Like, like the man would go out of his way to be, oh yeah, like you, you can see like the strain in his overall physical being trying to he do Randy tired. Savage, yeah. like. 
it, it's I don't know. I guess it's the showman that he put out for that specifically that like always got me with him. It's like, man, you don't have to try that hard. Like you could easily phone something in. You could phone something in if you're that just exhausted, but you always like give it your fucking all. He did an interview on I can't think of his name. Uh late one of the late night hosts. Uh, oh man. He's uh John Stewart? No. Uh, Older, nineties. Uh, oh, uh, that would be Leno. African American fella. I can't Ooh, think of his 90s. name. Nineties. Anyways, he went on uh, yeah, anyway. and um, he was talking about. Someone asked him if he'd ever cried. He's all like, "Yeah." You know, macho man cries all the time. You know, it's a macho thing to do, crying and feeling your emotions and shit. Like, my man was all about shutting down that toxic shit. He was all like, I'm a man, but men can fucking feel shit too. So. I've, I've seen uh, interviews with, uh, like, Jake the Snake talking about, like, back in the day with him and Hulk Hogan and all of them. There was, there was one he talked about with when he brought in a snake. I think it was a King Cobra he was doing a bit with, and, like, mm-hmm. Savage fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah, because Savage had to, hated snakes. Savage had to get bit by this Cobra, and no, Savage, no. like, every ten minutes was and like, you milked that thing, thing right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, Jake the Saint's like, yeah, it doesn't have any venom in it, you're gonna be fine, it's gonna hurt, but you're gonna be fine. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be fine, bud, it's got nothing in it. And he, would, he was, like, Freak the fuck out backstage, and he's like, "You gotta let him bite me once. Let him bite me once before we go out there. I want to know how bad it's gonna be, so I know how to do this." He's like, and he fucking hated it. He did. He almost shut down and refused to do the show well, when I let him do it. Well, when, I was like, "If I let you do it, I don't think you're gonna go on stage." He's like, "No, you gotta let me feel it." And I did, and then he didn't want to do the show. Well, the thing is, he, <laughs> the the thing is, he actually when he had this, I've heard, um. The legend goes when he let him bite him the first time, he just let him bite him and then took him off. But if you've ever watched the scene, when they did it on on screen, he let him bite him, but the snake's fangs got caught the mm-hmm. second time, and he couldn't get the snake off, and Savage was pissed. Um, but yeah, old wrestling man. Did you hear the Andrew Andre the Giant? Andrew the Giant. Andrew. The wow. ninth wonder of the world. Yeah, Andrew is Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> he's, a, he's an inch shorter than Andre. Uh, um, Andre could, like, go through a 36-pack of beer. And yeah, because they were... Like, and be fine. They were, like, half the size that of a normal he, can he could in his hold hand. that, and it looked like... I'll have to pull It looked like picture. a pill bottle in his hand. It did. It, it looks like hands, a Yeah, his hands are giant. It looks yeah. like a baby's can. Yeah, it does. It, every time I see it, I'm like, man, a that's a normal-sized can, but it looks like a baby's can. See, I don't know. He would, he would, like, pound. He would go... They were... They were they talk, I've heard people talk about it before. Like, a 12-pack for him was, like, a, the equivalent of somebody having one drink. <laughs> yeah, like... It's insane. But, yeah, he didn't... Uh... Jake Roberts actually said when he got started, he was driving Andre around, and he had this big van where Andre just sat in the back. You know, he's like, huge, massive. Um, And he gave him a big old pack of beer 
Andre drank the whole thing. Do you, do you think Andre the Giant was just the last Neanderthal to ever exist? And that's why there's Possibly? we haven't seen another Andre. It's just that he was just the dying breed. <laughs> that's fa- no, that's fair though. I don't know, Andre. You know when Andre was They're like, in his yeah, prime? he had gigantism. I'm like, yeah, but like, Jesus. He had like an issue with his pituitary Christ. gland or some shit. But like, mm-hmm. he when he was in his prime, he could do a backflip off the top rope and land on his feet. Like, but when he got to the point where he was like at the end of his career, like when he fought Hogan, mm-hmm. that was it. He was like in the worst shape he could be when he fought Hogan at WrestleMania three. Well, it was really bad. I mean, it was, like you said, he was traveling all the time, drinking, doing drugs. Because he was, first of all, a professional wrestler, their bodies hurt already. But this man has gigantism. His joints were, like, always destroyed. On fire. They were always on fire. This man, this man had to just keep going. Talking about, like, the doctor says I don't have much cartilage in my knees. This man had no cartilage anywhere other than possibly his ears. Like... Yeah, it was bad. It was not a career that he should have chosen for himself. It's not kind of his kind of body. Well, but like, think about it. Back then, like you were fucked from the get go, having the giant. But like, wrestling did not help that condition at all in that case, because you were just beating the hell out of yourself nonstop, and your body's already fighting itself with what it does. Like, yeah, it's not a like... career you should have had. But I'm sorry, but you were great. But goddamn, that was just not something that was kind to you. As someone that big, though, if you if you think about it, anywhere he went, he'd have been the big guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, still. Um, Hauling shit in a factory or taking bumps in a ring. I mean, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. So this match, this, this fucking match, this fucking match. So let's get started. I want to actually start pre-match. Okay. Um, Seth Rollins. I think this match was booked for a while, but um, the way they showed it was Seth Rollins had no idea who he was facing um, because he was he didn't have a match at WrestleMania. It was this whole storyline, and uh, when. He tweeted out, he was all like, Mania's gonna be without Seth Rollins this year. And Vince McMahon was all like, I'll see you in my office. <laughs> and, and then they did the behind the scenes like camera work where Seth showed up. He's all like, hey man, I just want to be a part of Mania. Don't fire me. I'm fired. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm pretty sure you saw it. And Vince was, yeah, there, so there was like this big, huge intro promo. And, uh,. <laughs> it's fine my man took a bite at like the most inconvenient time he figured I was gonna rant on which is fair I've been doing a lot of that wash it down with some uh Just, I skipped down whoever over wants the... to pay us a can of whoever wants to pay us a can of none of your business um so <laughs> I skipped ahead a little bit because I fell asleep last night when I went to watch that so I was trying to watch it before we came over. It's like I was skipping ahead to so I could get into the actual match so I could see what what was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> see this promo, but man, so continue with the promo because I have so many thoughts on what I saw. <laughs> okay, um, so and I figured that was kind of how this was going to be. I was kind of going to give you the match, and I figured because you don't watch a lot of wrestling, um, 
you just watch the match mm-hmm. from the viewpoint of someone who doesn't watch wrestling often, which I didn't think was going, because you said you had a little bit of history in it, but so I started to worry, like, oh no, this is kind of what I was not hoping for. I wanted someone who's going into this fresh, but boy, it sounds like this is going to work. <laughs> um, so Seth was all like, Vince was all like, you're going to have a match, but it's going to be a mystery opponent, a person I choose. And Seth was all like, well, what am I going to know? And Vince was all like, you'll know when... You'll know when I tell you. You'll, you'll know, know when you're in the ring. And Seth was all like, okay. And he started dancing on the table and shit, doing his thing. Um, did you see the entrances? <laughs> the choir, the kids' choir, and the his. I had questions with that. Why? Giant. I don't Why? know. It's WrestleMania. They just Why? do shit like that. There's a match on this uh, where Pat McAfee, who used to be an NFL punter, who's also a commentator for WWE now, part-time commentator, um, who I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be back for WrestleMania season. I hope mm. yeah. because he is phenomenal. Basically, uh, he was given a script and he said no. <laughs> My man dances on the table for some entrances and shit. Like, he gets into it. Um, and he was given a match this year. What is he doing, puppers? Looking at the puppy. Um, and uh, he came out, his entrance was to, I think, Thunderstruck? I think or. I don't remember. Pat McAfee. His interest was to Thunderstruck, and it was, he had the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders come out with him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Was, okay. But, uh, that, that we were... uh, Seth Rollins. Yep. Oh. His little choir entrance and his big blue fluffy robe and his lace, right, lace. The whole idea of, listen, there's this funny joke that I've heard my entire life. It's like, oh, you're, you like professional wrestling. You must be gay. Like, ha, 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 ha. He's really not helping the image here wearing a lace outfit to the wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, Probably not. No. Cody Rhodes. His entrance I thought was more interesting because at first I see Rollins like throw his, his fucking blanket. His fucking blanket, robe, coat, whatever the fuck off in the ring and then I just see the lights go out and all these like fireworks pyrotechnics and my first thought literally in that moment was like I I would hope that he knows that those are going off because some of those seem like they're real close to his face (laughs) cause like from where he throws it to how close he was to the side of the ring to just see these things fire off at the side of the ring I'm like did he just get... I feel like he got shot with something, because, like, that was real fucking close to, to Rollins there. That seems like a... We're going to do pyrotechnics and not tell him where to stand, so, like, <laughs> something might very well fucking happen. <laughs> to then Cody Rhodes coming out, and I'm like, okay, the pyrotechnics were deep, but again, kind of, kind of curious with that one. That looked a little... That looked, uh... Dangy. Ooh, <laughs> that was sketchy. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of those pyrotechnics are safe. At close distances, most. I say that because they have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that ring is only by a 20 by 20. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure Vince doesn't want third-degree burn lawsuits every week. (laughs) That that was something where I was like, oof. But But uh, here's the thing. Like, there there have been 
things where like fans have gone to shows and gotten like second degree burns just from the heat coming off of not the pyro itself just the heat coming off of the pyro mm-hmm. um cody rhodes the story behind that he left uh six years prior to this match okay he okay. was booked very poorly very poorly his character was named stardust he was it was disgusting. I don't know where they, why they went that way with this character, what they were thinking, um, but he left. He basically got tired of it and was like, I'm done. And he went off into the indies, did his thing, honed his craft, as they say, and um, I don't know why I'm doing air quotes. Y'all can't see that. Yeah, nobody can see the air quotes, but, but they're there. Um... <laughs> He then decided to start a rival company with WWE, which everyone was all like, it's just another indie show. It's just going to be like TNA. It's not going to be anything like WCW. It doesn't have the chutzpah. Um, and then Chris Jericho came along and was all like, hey, I endorse this. And everyone was all like, oh, shit. <laughs> this, might, this might have some legs underneath it. And then Tully Blanchard came out and was like, I endorse this. And, like, all these old legends started coming on, and were like, I endorse this, and people started coming in from, like, people started giving up their WWE contracts and going over to AEW and being like, yeah, I endorse this too. And everyone was all like, this is a big deal. And AEW wasn't doing uh, live shows for a... They just didn't do live, like, they just didn't small shows. Okay. Uh, they didn't start doing actual televised events until 2019, I think. But this is all Cody Rhodes. He started this, you know, from, well, someone else's paycheck. Uh, Tony Khan. We'll get into that at a later date. Okay, well, well for a later date. Tony Khan and TNT and all that. Um, their first pay-per-view was uh, all All In. I think it was All In. No, it was all out. Um, they went all out, you know what I mean? Um, and it... It was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Not just because it was old-fashioned wrestling, but because it was something other than WWE. For the first time in a long time. Well, yeah, McMahon, like, from what I understand, has always had, like, a, a very firm grasp on... Well, that's Anything where professionally wrestling, he's always been very, like... That's mine now. You're yeah. not allowed to do this. I own this craft. That's where the story like, gets interesting. You're kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, That's where this story gets interesting because like, Cody you know, Rhodes' dad. Like, now that I'm older, I see this. And then seeing the Stone Cold things with him beating the shit out of you, I kind of understand why. You're just kind of a dick. That's some of my favorite wrestling from the Attitude Era is just Vince McMahon getting hit in the head. <laughs> getting hit in the head and, like, the shit kicked out of other people. Yeah, <laughs> like... like like Stone Cold in a bedpan, or The Rock in a, a trash can lid, or, uh, God, a steel chair. So many steel chairs. Vince McMahon, I think he was self-aware enough to understand that people didn't like him, not just as a character, but as a person. So he just took it. Like, <laughs> he was all like, I get it, you hate me. Here's a dude just smashing me in the head with my bedpan. <laughs> like... It worked. Um, but Vince McMahon, Cody Rhodes' dad, Dusty Rhodes, uh, 
is well known in WWE for being the son of a plumber and wearing the polka dots and dancing, you know, the American dream. Dusty Rhodes, to a lot of older wrestling fans, or like heavy wrestling fans, is known as the son of a plumber, the man who came from nothing, you know, hard time, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, WCW, NWA, um, yeah, you're gonna get some, some, uh, Crystal's dying over here, Nightmares is on the ground, dead. She can't even catch her breath. It's insane. She just got she just got she, RKO'd by a joke. She might be dead. Well, well you know, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> but, uh, so Vince McMahon came along and did his thing, buying up all the territories, which he told his dad he wasn't going to do. His dad, he bought his business from his dad. And he was all like, yeah, dad, no big deal. I'm not going to, I'm just going to like let them do their thing. And then his dad died and he was all like, mine, 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 mine. Thank you. Mm, and then he globalized professional wrestling. Um, and he made a lot of enemies by doing that. But here's the thing. He was the dude writing all the paychecks. So guess who hired all his enemies and made him look like dumbasses? Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And when WCW came along in the 90s, he didn't like that because WCW came along with Monday Nitro and they were in the same time time slot on a different channel as WWE and they were taking ratings and fans and here comes AEW Cody Rhodes the son of a son of a plumber who's making a name for his family again at the expense of Vince McMahon cut ahead Cody Rhodes doesn't think he's making enough money at AEW anymore for how big of a name he is. And Vince McMahon comes to him and says, Hey, how many zeros for you to headline WrestleMania? Mm, gotcha. So they, they really worked all that into it. And I really like how they did that because they car- carried the storyline. There's probably points in the match you watch where Seth Rollins was like, Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch. Slapped him and shit. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where that all context is. Okay, okay. So, good old fashioned small town USA. Yee! So, <laughs> this fucking match. Oh shit! I don't like Seth Rollins. Here comes I Swiggles. I don't like Seth freaking Rollins. So, so why don't, don't you like Seth? Is it because he's a good heel? Is it because he's good at making you, the fan, hate him? I guess so, because I, my God, I hated him so much. I hated everything he tried to do. I just felt he was annoying, and I hated him, and I wanted him to get his ass kicked. It was just, I hate this man. How do you feel, Crystal? How do you feel about Seth freaking Rollins? It was just annoying. Every so time. So annoying. Every time. <sighs> Seth freaking Rollins! I'm like, just kill him. Just shoot him now. I can't, if I, they say his name one more fucking time, I swear to God. So I've got some good news for you and I've got some bad news for you. Vince McMahon is not in control of WWE anymore. His son-in-law, Paul Levesque, or better well known as Triple H, is. He's head of creative now. Oh, yeah. He, I thought he, his daughter was a thing. Stephanie McMahon, yeah. yeah. So she's the chief operating officer. But he is in control of everything except financial. He's the head of talent relations. He's the head of uh, 
booking, which a lot of people have an issue with, because if you have an issue with your booking, who do you go to? Head of Talent Relations. It's kind of tough. But the good news is, he's um, getting rid of shit like that. You ain't going to hear Seth freaking Rollins 20 times a minute in a match anymore. Uh, bad news is, there's a dude who's getting this really big push uh, called Braun Breaker. That's his name. And uh, I'm not a fan of that as a gimmick name. It's definitely a gimmick name. I'm more of a... I don't know. Gimmick names for me is like Undertaker. Hmm. Which... Like, I liked... See, I liked Kane. I liked Undertaker. I liked... Like, I don't know. Like, the Attitude Era, I think, was the last one I really, truly watched. Undertaker's my favorite. Literally. Kane was mine. I don't know why. He has such a good story. I mean, and he's a badass. Like... Yeah. Well, okay, so hold on a second. I need to clarify. Let's clarify. This man, his gimmick is great. Uh, Kane is fantastic, phenomenal. The man behind the character, Glenn Jacobs, I don't necessarily agree with him. Uh on some things uh he's not necessarily one of the best people morally uh, okay he's i don't want to talk politics very much but mm -hmm. i don't agree with him morally or politically and i'm just gonna say that i'm gonna have to look into that then yeah he's <laughs> I mean, he's a mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, if that tells you anything about... <laughs> yeah. No, no, okay. You get it now? What is it with... Okay. <laughs> this is the thing. What is it with professional wrestlers and becoming a governor? Because Jesse Ventura did the same thing. And, like, I don't... And, and like, I, I, like, I don't get why you all want to, like, go to a governor position after being a fucking wrestler. For I don't know. I don't get it. Linda, oh, pause. Gam Gam was calling. Okay, so yeah, we're back. <coughs> I had to take a bit of an inter intervention there. Um, <coughs> intermission. In intervention. intervention. Intermission. We had to bring you back to life. Um, so, <laughs> they do their intros. The match itself, I'm... <laughs> oh, please. No, you. I want to hear your thoughts as somebody who... I recommended we watch this one. What was your thought process of why? I wanted, because I showed you an older match. Mm -hmm. I wanted to show you something modern mm -hmm. and where it has kind of come. But I also want you to understand that that does not represent <laughs> wrestling today as a whole. It's just not one of the greats. I mean, it's it's a good... It tells a good story. I want to say, the Shawn Michael Kurt Angle, where we talked about his hip injury and the hitting in the face, all of these things, they were, like, way worse with this one, where there were, like, things like, oh, he just kicked him in the face, or this or that, and, like, there were times where, like, his foot, like, clearly hit past his face onto a shoulder, and then they're like, oh, he just kicked him right in the face. I'm like, no, man, you, like, watched him, like, almost, like, set his foot on his shoulder. Like, that was, like, a whiff. Yeah. But you see the, uh, uh -huh. and then the fall, and it's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What was...
was that? Um, not just there that. There was a lot of things like that in that match room. Just like, that doesn't... No, man, you're set. Not you can't sell that to me now. That Act is... better. <laughs> what really, what really got me is when uh, Cody Rhodes took his first like bump in the ring, and the guy was all like, "He hasn't taken a bump like that in six years in the WWE." And it's like, you can't just write off everything he's done for the last six years. Like that's not cool. And now here's the thing: now, now that Triple H is in charge, they're kind of in in. It's called the forbidden door. Quote unquote forbidden door. You don't go through it. And if you do, you don't talk about that you went through it. You were just gone. And then you came back. You, it doesn't matter where you were. You went home. You took a nap. You didn't work for competitors that totally don't exist. Okay. <laughs> that was Vince McMahon's attitude. He just kind of like, meh. TNA isn't big enough to worry about. AEW isn't a concern. So my dog just sat on her toy, which she's which she's chewed up, I guess, to the point where it's sharp enough that she sat on it by accident and hurt herself. So, <clears throat> anyways, um. My boy, uh, Cody Rhodes, has been off for six years honing his craft, comes back, and how did you guys, did you guys watch that suplex spot where they kept trying to suplex each other and they fell yeah. out of the ring? Yeah. That looked a little rough. That one I did think looked a bit, there was some folding of the neck that was like... That was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> like that was uncomfortable to watch him roll out. Um... And then they, and then it, I don't know, I, that one was a bit rough, but the rest of it was, like, there were just so many, like, whiffs and, like, not good layups for what they're trying to execute. what wrestling is now. That's bad. Is that it's all of it? It's not great. It's not great, man. That's no, not. No, there's a dude named, uh. The Kurt Angle and Michaels, like, there were some things I could forgive by the way that they sold it, but, like, this one was, like, so over the top cheesy. Henry freaking Rollins is so goddamn cheesy to watch. That took Seth, me out. Sorry. Seth freaking Rollins. Sorry. Seth freaking Rollins. Henry Rollins. <laughs> I wonder, no, listen, I wonder how many, like, fake wrestling characters we're gonna have because we can't remember names. This is Henry Rollins, Seth Rollins' little brother. <laughs> so, Seth, 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 Freaking Rollins. Yes. Yeah. Was the most annoying name to hear over and over. And Henry fucking Rollins. <laughs> I, I said that a couple times and then I'm like, I'm waiting for one of them to slip up. I'm like, Henry fucking Rollins! <laughs> like, but I heard that so many times that that got really annoying. And his character, charactership of, like, sure, I'm supposed to hate him, but, like, to the degree, man. Like, it's everything he did was just annoying. There it's was a caricature. Nothing, there was nothing about him that's like he's a bad guy because he's like bad attitude. Like no, he's just bad because he's just bad in general. Like he's just annoying. His acting and everything about him is just bad. Like I don't like this. What they're doing with this. He's. They actually did pretty okay with the rest of the storyline, 
Um, they had a match at WrestleMania Backlash, which it used to just be called Backlash, but because you got to make money off of everything, it's mm, WrestleMania yeah. Backlash mm, now. Yeah. Um, and then, which is sad because now the Raw before WrestleMania and the SmackDown before WrestleMania is Raw WrestleMania Smack or it's the Raw SmackDown before or after, but now it's Raw WrestleMania SmackDown WrestleMania, and it's like stop branding, just let us enjoy our thing without having to like pay extra because it's got the WrestleMania logo on it. Anyways, um it's the last match they did. They did three big matches. The last match they did was a Hell in a Cell match. And Cody Rhodes actually um tore his pectoral muscle before the match while training and decided to still go out and do this match. And if you've seen some of the spots they do in the match, it's like, that had to not feel great. Because, I'll show you a picture. My man is just black and blue chest, arm, it's ugly. And he went out and performed. Yeah. My man still goes out and does that stuff. Got something to say there, Nightmares? No, not at all. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's ugly. Oh, oh yeah. Talk about body horror. That's real body horror. His pectoral muscle was torn completely off. And he was all like, yeah, I'll go fight this 30-minute match. Which, like, I don't know, man. Good for him. That's, that's a degree of... No, dog. Yeah, he got that paycheck, but also... Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, like, my man's probably did more... Harm than good. Yeah, he did more extensive damage to his entire fucking arm. I mean, don't get me wrong, they were probably super safe and during the match, but there's some things you just can't avoid. And over-moving something that you're not supposed to move, like, at all. But you seem to not have any care at all there, Nightmares. You just don't... Was it not great? The match. No, no. Yeah. Okay, well, 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 what were your opinions? You were there. Yeah, I just didn't care for it. I definitely it. prefer the older stuff over the new stuff. You know what makes me sad? But I grew up in the old, so. The fact that the older stuff is like the quote-unquote old stuff is the shit I grew up watching now. Mm. Like, it's not... Yeah. The old stuff, to me, is like Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Andre the Giant and, like, the original DX. But, like, old is Kurt Angle and John Cena and Brock Lesnar. They've all been yeah. roped into an album. Like, for me to say old, it's, like, really anything from the Hulk Hogan up to about the Kurt Angle. Because, like, I stopped watching around the 90s when I... So, well, not, no, well, not that I, I it was like nineties, early two thousands. I was like, no, um, I started to grow out of it because somebody else, some of the other kids were out of it, and then nobody was watching it with me. So wrestling I, wasn't I cool stopped. anymore. It's not being cool when the Listen, CG buddy, stuff happened. Everybody's like, man, yeah, nobody's cool really fighting, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not been cool for a while. So I I stopped watching, and then I just have some people that still do, and then they complain about it. I'm like, you don't have to. You can stop watching it. You don't have to watch it if you don't like it that much. 
See, I'm kind of a cheater. I don't actually like watch it week to week, like a like a diehard fan. Oh. I, yeah, I catch my stuff up on like YouTube, and um, I'll watch pay per views if I'm half interested in the story, kind of maybe. I started watching it with my son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When was this? Oh God, probably about a month ago. Maybe a little bit longer. Just to get him into it, because he's into fighting and shit, so. I mean, I, listen, if you have I a kid. on Raw. Well, no, see, here's the thing. I have this attitude. If you have a kid that's into fighting, I feel like it's better to get him into professional wrestling under, with them understanding that it is scripted and they don't always actually hit each other. And yes, you can get hurt, but. They're not actually oh, I didn't fighting. explain any of that stuff. Well, no, he's too young to yeah. hear that stuff now, but, like, when the time comes. But, like, I don't think it's great to get kids in on, like... This is just my personal opinion. I don't think it's great to let kids watch UFC. My sister was big into that. Like, I don't know, but that's just my personal opinion. This is coming from some kid who grew up watching, like, Hellboy and Terminator and shit. Like, I watch violent movies. I played violent video games, so I don't really have a place to stand on yeah, that no, soapbox. Played Grand Theft Auto three in like fourth grade, so all that matters is that he thinks it's cool right now. You were in wait, you were in fourth grade when Grand Theft Auto three came out? No, it was probably late in fourth grade, but I was young. I just can't remember what grade I was in. I know I wasn't high school yet. I was definitely like, like late elementary when I played that game. I forget that Grand Grand Theft Auto five has been out for like. A long time. Grand Theft Auto Five has been out for about five years. They just keep fucking remastering it. I think putting it's it out longer than five, dog, because it came out before I graduated, and I graduated six years ago. It was on the 360. It was on the PS3 too. Mm-hmm. It was, so it was, it was before the last next gen. Big game to come out on that generation before I the ones beg came out. to differ. It was it's one. The, it was one it's of the, the last, last big cross gen, I should say. Yeah. Because the one was right behind, like it literally came out, I think, in like October, November, and the ones came out in December. It was like a last, like if you can't afford to get a one in December, don't worry, you can still play Grand Theft Auto Five on your three hundred and sixty or PS three, and it's like tight. I see what they're doing. (laughs) Oh, buddy, have I got some news for you? It's been remember. It's been over nine years since Grand Theft Auto Five came out. September seventeenth, two thousand (laughs) and thirteen. They just keep. Fucking making it. Like Skyrim. Yes. Or The Last of Us. Which I say is my favorite. Which, there have been leaks for the new Grand Theft Auto. I'm curious. I... Female protagonist. Ooh! Yeah, somebody leaked out... Somebody somebody who was in the building, apparently, leaked out, uh, like, the actual, like... And people were shitting on it. They're like, it looks like shitty Grand Theft Auto Blood. And it's like, it's like a... It's not even an alpha beta. It's like the beta to the beta to the beta. Like, they have the groundwork down and are assimilating, essentially, will this story play the way it's supposed I'd to? I'd say, the characters it's, they're trying to figure out the before story. Before we add the more... Well, it's because, like, the other characters in the rooms and things don't move or do anything. And they're like, this looks shitty, blah, blah, It's like, yeah, because they're making sure that their characters are going to run the path that they program it to it's, before they start adding the extra shit that's going to be happening around them. Literally the bare bones. Of yeah, the it's a bare bones. They're testing. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it's supposedly got like a Bonnie and Clyde feel and you're going to play as a female, a boyfriend, girlfriend doing crime stuff. 
That's and it's the first ever female tight. that they've ever done, and it's like. My question is: Is it all the female, or do you get to play partially female? From too? what the from what the thing showed, because I looked it up, it looks like you're gonna bounce back and forth between boyfriend girlfriend Pardon and that. do a Bonnie Clyde thing. That's the pop. So it, it looks interesting enough. I like five. I'm I'm down. Five was, five was good. Five was good until they. Five was good enough that they it. made nine years of it. Five stories good. Multiplayer, I can't. I can't. I can't. I Which can't. is weird because there's people out there that's like all they play exclusively. I don't, I don't know they how play. they fucking. That's all they play. Like, unless you're running a private, and you have enough friends to make it worth it. Which no one has enough friends to make it worth it nowadays. Because playing in a public match, you just I run. All I do is run into griefers. That's why I also don't play Red Dead Online anymore. Is because there's griefers? always that one dude. Yeah, a griefer. Oh, a griefer. I don't. I, I guess fill me in on the. There are people who have spent money or grinded whatever they had to do to get mm. the top the top tier like vehicles, so like your jet, attack helicopters, things like that, and they just purposely go out of their way to target and just kill everyone else. And once they kill you, if you don't have anything to counter them, they'll just continue to find you and just do it over and over because they have that power. Because you're not a high enough level to combat them. And they're fucking annoying. So they're... They're just dicks. Billionaire They're trolls. politicians. They're dicks. They're just people who have either spent money on the game to earn the in-game that's like that, yeah, that's or that have just played to play, enough to do whatever. That's that free-to-play, pay-to-win bullshit. Yeah. But it's Grand Theft Auto, so it's literally just the story mode, but you're your own character. You have free reign to do whatever, which means that they have free reign to do whatever. Including trolls. But it's like, you could turn on God mode. It's like, I could turn on God mode, sure, but then, like... But, but then it's just people coming at you all the time. And yeah, then it's just people constantly blowing up my fucking vehicles and shit. And that's really annoying. Like, that's just really stupid and annoying. Anyway, so wrestling. Wrestling um, game. Who the fuck won that match between Cody Rhodes and... I don't even remember now. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes won it. I yeah, he so. won it with... Because uh, that was another one where they refused to pin and it just kept being like, Oh, 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 Rollins is down. He's down. And then it's like, Oh, on the three. Oh, yeah, like, just the, fucking end it, man. Finishes. Just fucking end it, man. That's all wrestling is nowadays is false finishes and I hate it. Anyway. There's... It's, it's very rare you see a match without false finishes. But the problem is... There's so yeah. There's a dog here, um, and she's trying to be a part of this, and she is my baby, and her name is Sitka, and she's precious. Anyway, um, but false finishes have become this huge thing because they found out it's a cheap pop. You know what I mean? You get the crowd excited. Oh, it's the end of the no, it's not. Yeah, but they're doing it halfway through. Like, cause that, cause the roads. Yeah, if you're doing it 15 minutes that, through a 20 minute. Cause like, it, yeah, it was like 15 match. minutes in, and they were like pinning, and they just kept doing. They did it like three or four times, and I'm like, and I even pulled up the bar, and I'm like, this match is only half over. Why would you go through this bullshit halfway through? We all know it's not over yet. You've only been going like 10 minutes. What well, the fuck see, is the point of this? Here's the thing: watching it as a recording. Watching as a recording, but even even like if you're somebody who watches wrestling enough, you, you know, know that every match is twenty to thirty minutes. You know they're not going a- down. Especially the first every half, like, like that, that that was a big profile. That was like a return match. Everyone knew that match wasn't going to be like a squash match. Exactly. So and a squash match at WrestleMania is fucking like stupid. To do ten that minute entrances, fucking it's just annoying, and it does nothing. So because of that, 
I would rank this one very low for me. It just I can't, I can't with with, with, with freaking Rollins. I can't. Seth freaking Rollins. Just over and over they say that name. I think they, they try, try to overdo it on. They try to scream the freaking like make it seem like he's extreme, but he's he's not even he didn't even do anything the entire match. Like he was just kind of like, oh, I'm so tired. And then he would like do a move. Even she pointed out at one point he like got up, like did a move, and then immediately flopped back down like he was dead. And then she's like, why? Why did you get up to do that and then immediately flop back down? But why? What does that do? Waste of energy. Like what does that do? It's not. That's the thing. It's not. It's not professional wrestling anymore. It's sports entertainment. Anyway, so that's that's those two matches. That's yeah. I don't know where this will go from here, but we'll we'll have something. This has been the uh, Kayfabe Carnies. We are your hosts, uh, Tully, the Wanderer, James. Jokey in my pants and Crystal Nightmare. Say goodnight, Crystal. Good night. Louder. It's loud enough.